dive 20 minutes in, bro. But how are you going to leave in 20 minutes, dude? Bro, someone's sleeping here tonight, dude. They're just, well, Darn time to go to sleep. As soon as they come in, straight to sleep. <laughs> just send them. Like, hey. send them to bed. So what we do to Hazel? We just like pat them in the back. Yeah, dude. You're the man of the house, dude. Or is that, or, or is that not it? I'm just kidding. Just send them to bed, dude. Just tell them, look, I'm doing a podcast. That's it. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah? All right, good. We're 90 minutes late. Let's go. <laughs> hey, look, it's not my fault, all right? It's not my fault. It just happened. Technical difficulties. Hey, everybody. What's up? Welcome to a brand new episode of the Beta Report. I am one of your co-hosts, the Khan. We got Khan! Thank you, Jay. We got Jay. What up, everybody? Yeah. We're not complete without Uno. What's up, Uno? Oh, Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. It is a pleasure to be here with you tonight. Oh. I cannot wait to talk about the Mask of Zorro with you all. Ay, ay, ay. <laughs> <laughs> this movie straight up made him grow a mustache, like within the two hours and 17 no, 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 minutes. Jeff, this is not a mustache. Oh, it's not? It is a Frijoles? bigote. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's a bigote. <laughs> And today we have a very special guest, one of our dear friends, a friend to the podcast, been listening for, for so long. He was a, a guest back in the day when we had some Pepino Farmer on the podcast, too. He was no longer with us. But now he's back, ladies and gentlemen, the distinguishable, the noble John Hernandez. Hello, 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 hello. Thank you. That that accent that Uno was, uh, was as good as Anthony Hopkins' accent, which isn't saying a lot. <laughs> oh, we gotta jump hey. into that, dude. Can I welcome, welcome John to the uh, podcast? We're very happy to have you. <laughs> can I just say we want all of like the politically incorrect smoke, dude? All these movies have had, had like some type of brown face or some type of uh, politically incorrect characters in it. Dude. Oh my God, save it, Jay, save it. We'll jump into that, but first, before we you jump into that, that smoke. I know, I know, we'll get it. we'll get to all that smoke, but first, before we jump into the podcast, dude, I had to bring this out because it got announced today, and I want to see what your guys' reaction is before we jump into talking about our film for this week, uh, Mask of Zorro. So uh, today, Zack Snyder... My nemesis <laughs> announced today. Oh, dude, you don't even know. But uh, he announced that they're actually going to release the Snyder Cut. You don't know how many times. Every time I see that on Twitter, dude, my blood boils, dude. Like, why do you guys want to release the Snyder Cut? He didn't even do good on the other two movies. Like, why do you want to release it, man? And everybody's like, all the people who are into it were like, oh, release it. And they want to see that, the, you know, the one that Joss Whedon was trash and garbage. And I mean, it wasn't good. But I don't know why so many people were so, like, <clears throat> so dedicated and committed to get somebody to release the, the Snyder Cut. And it, this is crazy, though, actually, the fact that um, fans just through social media and Twitter, just asking to release a Snyder Cut actually got it done, dude. I got to give it up to them, though, because they actually got it done. They actually got so many people uh, requesting it that Zack Snyder announced today that uh, the it's called Zack Snyder's Justice League, I think, right? something like that. 
and it's going to be released on HBO Max in 2021. So before I tell you what I think, <laughs> if that didn't give it to you, what I think about it, I want to hear what you guys think about that. So let's let our guest talk. John, what do you think about actually releasing a Snyder Cut? I don't know, man. That's like... Uh... He's speechless. Yeah, I mean, you, you already have the movie, and presumably the reason to do this is to maybe make the movie a little bit better, and I was not a fan of the movie, so... I guess you can't go lower than down, so might as well try to. I'd be interested, out of a, uh, out of just human curiosity and science, just to see what it's about. But I, science. I don't know what the big. I don't know what the big hype is. You know. But, yeah, I don't know either. But I don't know. Uh, Jay, what do you think? Uh, it's terrible, dude. I mean, why? Like, why? No one. No. We we don't really want this, dude. No one really wants this. Like, yes, we had like fans asking for it and stuff, but I feel like there were. It's like the same reason why, you know, people were bashing all the Star Wars movies and all that stuff. It's it's just like this wave of like trollage behavior that just kind of catches fire and it just keeps going and going and going. And I think it just kind of snowballed into this movement of like the Snyder Cut. The Snyder Cut. It almost became like its own. Uh, it became like its own little legend or its own little uh, like urban folktale or whatever, where it's just kind of like, Ooh, like PR. This, yeah, there's like this this cut that exists that Zack Snyder wasn't allowed to put out and all this is going to be better than what we got. It's like, no, it's not, dude. Zack Snyder throughout has shown that he sucks <laughs> in like the DC realm. Like he should just be like he should just accept it for what it is. <clears throat> he did not do a good job directing these DC movies, and just you should just let it be. But whatever, dude, we're gonna get it, and most likely we're we're gonna watch it um, because for what we're obligated to as a podcast of the people, we need to watch what the people are gonna watch. But um, we need to let you guys know if we're gonna if it's good or not. But I think it's gonna be terrible, dude. For sure. Uno, what do you think? I, of course, dude, why am I always the contrarian, dude? So I think that um, Zack Snyder has a terrible reputation as a director, and I think rightfully so. I think that um, uh, like Man of Steel um, and Batman versus Superman were absolutely definite letdowns. Um, but I don't think that Justice League was as bad as those movies. I think that that um justice leagues is is like a let's call it like a silver medal um uh, movie like meaning it's like on par with like that second tier of um that second tier of um marvel movies right like i think justice league is just as good as like iron man 2 or something like that um but here's the thing i think okay so he sucks as a director i think as a writer i think he's a better writer than he is a director and i like you know i think 300 was a good story um he also wrote people forget but he was wrote he wrote like the wonder woman's uh movie and then um oh the snow uh, no no hold on the story was by him yeah story not not the screenplay um but you know he was a writer for wonder woman um, he was a writer for Justice League. And then, like, I think that, you know, part of, like, I think the difficulty with that, with Justice League is, like, um, he had to share some of, like, that creative responsibility with Joss Whedon. And it's, you know, difficult because it's, like, someone who got imposed onto him. 
But anyway, uh, I'm going in loops. I think I have a little bit more faith of uh, more faith in Zack Snyder as a writer and a storyteller. And from the based on like the rumors and like the speculation of like Superman going bad, like I think that sounds like a really intriguing, like a really like um uh like it's I'm curious about that story. So I want to I want to check it out. I want to see it. it. Might be good. But he wrote Batman versus Superman, dude. He didn't write Batman versus Superman. Wasn't he one of the writers? It was David Goyer and himself. I'm assuming he helped no. write it. But they get the, it was David Goyer too. So I don't know. Yeah, it was Chris Terrio and David Goyer. David Goyer. Um, okay, so Martha, I know, why right? did you say that name? <laughs> did we just become best friends? Is pretty much what they said. But no, look, I think. Um, so I don't like the movies that he did. What prior. happened? I just blacked out. <laughs> um, but I think the, one of the rumors is that it will either be four hours or like a six-part series or something like that. Dang. And I would actually prefer a six-part series so that he gives time to actually develop the characters to make it better. So I think that would be what he would have going for him is if they spend some time developing the characters. A lot of times that happened in Dawn of Justice was like everything was so rushed. You know, they Batman hated Superman. By the end, they were friends, best friends, and there was like no development between them or anything. Everything was supposed to happen after that Martha quote, and it's like, come on, man. So I just, I just wonder what happened there with HBO nagging. Why not? I mean, DC has its own streaming service, so I, I think that's been my, my question. What was the negotiation there that they didn't just put this on the DC streaming service and jump it to HBO? To probably get more subscribers for HBO at this point. Yeah, because HBO is launching a new platform. Yeah, HBO Max. Max. Yeah, so I'm assuming that Max. maybe. To get more eyes on that, I guess. I don't know. Anyways, I just wanted to... I mean, it was a big news because, you know, fans actually got this going. So, whatever. So, anyways, <laughs> let's jump into the reason why we're all here today is to talk about Mask of Zorro. And I got to start off by saying, guys, this movie was Oh, dope. yes, my favorite part. This movie was so good. It was better uh, than... I, like, okay. Guys, spoiler alert, I love this movie. Just like I love the other ones, this one was amazing. <laughs> I thought it was, hey, it was very good. Great assessment, my friend. <laughs> can we can we start off by saying and just putting this out there is that Zorro is actually the Mexican Batman? Yes, dude. I mean, dude, and I know uh, Uno. What did you what did you uh, say? It was actually no. the other way around. Wrong. Say it. first of all. Tell me what it was. First of all, back in 1927, when Bob Kane was just a boy. He was an avid comic book reader. And at that time, this is pre-Action uh, Heroes era, uh, there was no Superman, no Flash, and obviously no Batman. So who were the heroes of that day? Tweedledee, Tweedledum, and Zorro. And it was Bob Kane who was inspired to make Batman based off of Zorro. So it's not that Zorro. Is the Mexican Batman? No, 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 no. Batman is the American Zorro. There you go. I like Mike Drop. He's just educated everybody, educated all of us. That whole story about like Bob Kane reading books, like that was that was freestyle top off the dome, dude. But for real though, he Bob Kane was inspired by Zorro. But it was crazy that that the Zorro in this movie. 
has a bat cave. He's got his like tools, right? He's got his whip, uh, all Indiana Jones style, using it and stuff. He's got his uh, his uh, sword, and he's got his the freaking the freaking horse is like the Batmobile, dude. It is, dude. It be stopped, right? Tornado, yeah. Yeah, dude, dude. It's freaking dope, dude. So I, I I thought that was that was pretty cool, dude. So this movie was made in 1998. Did you guys were surprised that this movie is like two hours and 17 minutes long? This... Nope. Didn't feel like <laughs> it, dude. You were like, nope, a, give me more. It was a breeze. Give me more. Hey, John, what was your impression of this movie? When, did you watch well, this movie at I, the theaters or did you watch this movie at so, home? So, again, so truth be told, I am a fan of this movie. I owned this movie. So when you said, oh, it's on Netflix, I was like, Brother, I already got it on Apple TV. We watch this. We, we, we watch this with the kids all the time. And I have nothing but good memories of this because I associated with a, with a good experience when I went to the movie theater to watch this movie. Oh, so, shoot. Hey, this is a family <laughs> podcast, Sean. Please. Yeah. Just, I know. No, no, no. It was just a good time. It was a good, it was a good. We don't need to hear you talk about your own tornado. <laughs> 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 and no, no, but but I was a fan of Catherine Zeta-Jones. I was a fan uh, of, of uh, Antonio Banderas because he had just come out of that whole Mambo Kings thing, and and I thought he had done a really good job in, in that movie and progressing from all the you know the Spanish-speaking movies that I had seen him in to Mambo Kings to learning English in Mambo Kings, not to this kind of leading role, uh, which I think by that point in time he had done it. But I I think it's a fun movie. I mean, it, it has its it has its plot holes and its and its issues, but overall, the tempo's quick. The characters you need to dislike, you dislike. The characters you need to like, you like. The story's fun. Uh, it's exciting. It has a good mix of action and, and adventure and a, a love story. It has a little bit of something for everyone. Everyone, right? I, I enjoy it. <clears throat> Let's jump into that, and that's why one of the reasons why I chose it because it wasn't all action. It was going to have that romance and. The comedy aspect of it, dude. But let's jump in real quick. You mentioned uh, Antonio Banderas. I don't know. Maybe this is me, and maybe I'm forgetting all the other movies he's done. But I feel like this is his best movie, dude. He was awesome in this movie. He had he had charm oozing out of every part of his body, dude. He was just like so charming in this movie. Uh, his comedic chops and timing is like I think underrated. Dude, his, his timing was actually pretty good. All his comedy his comedic statements. timing, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, it was actually really good. Would you good. like us to leave so you can have your moment? Dude, seriously, man. He was seducing yeah, me. I don't see it on screen, dude. I was like, hey. He, in, in, in his Spanish-speaking movies, uh, there was more comedy. If you'd ever seen any of, of uh, Tie Me Up, Tie Me Down, for example, that was a big movie that when I was in college. Uh, and so... When he transitioned into the English movies, when he he learned English line by line in the Mambo Kings, right? He didn't speak any English, and he learned to speak English by learning each one of his lines. Then from there, I, if I recall, the the next the next thing that he really went into was he was was he that movie with um that um Tom Hanks won Academy of Philadelphia. Remember, he was oh, the yeah. lover. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was the lover, and so that was like very serious, right? And then Desperado, where he was the mariachi. So hey. I think so. He was he was building, and I was always a fan of him. And when he did this movie, like I said, I think it really showed his range. It showed his range from being very, very obviously stunt doubles and everything, but obviously a very physical action hero kind of guy. At the same time, he could be very comedic, uh, you know, rom com. Kind of situation, and it was just—he's just very, very flexible that way. 
his range. I really appreciate his range. Yeah, he was great, dude. I really enjoyed him in this movie. I thought he was. He has that Steph Curry range, dude. Oh, watch out! <laughs> he was, he was, uh, he was great in this movie, dude. So, you know, let's start off real quick, dude. I realized that in this movie, and then there's a reason for it, and I'll tell you guys about it later. But it was crazy. Like right at the beginning of the movie, they spared no expense to make sure that every extra there was Hispanic. They could, we could say they were all Mexican, probably. I don't know, but they, they, there was like. Everyone there, dude, was Hispanic. And when you go back and look at the cast, f- except for obviously the leading ones, almost everybody else you saw there, the, the Dons, the extras that were there, people, they're all of, they were all Hispanic. I'm pretty sure there might be not all Mexican, but they all look like if they were. So it was crazy that they they actually did that. And I think that kind of helped give that authenticity to the movie itself. But I tripped out that when they show the two younger brothers, right? Alejandro and. Joaquin, Joaquin, yeah. right? Why did one of them look like mini Zac Efron, dude? Like one of them totally did not look Hispanic. Really? Yes, dude. And the other one was total <laughs> Latino. And one of them was like, dude, this guy like looks like he's a like a little, a little white kid, but they painted him brown. And we it's cannot. Like me and you, dude. Right? Oh, there you go. We stand together, dude. We'll be like, wait, one of them. I'm the mini Zac Efron in the family. Ah, whatever. <laughs> 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 whatever. So yeah, dude. I thought one of them looked like Zac Efron, dude. We go back. Uh, I don't have to. I won't share the screen, but I thought boom did look like that. But uh, <laughs> so when you look back and you look at all these main characters, let's talk about that villain real quick, Don Rafael Montero. Mm-hmm. That fool's name is Stuart Wilson. Yeah, Stuart Wilson. Yeah, nice. And does did and he's supposed to be Spanish, right? And there's no attempt, not even a an attempt to make him sound Spaniard, like no accent at all. Just didn't even try. So I'm telling you, everybody else spared no expense of being Hispanic. They even had a lady uh, when she meets Catherine Zeta-Jones talking like a dialect, which I thought was cool too. But when you come to like the villain, no attempt, dude. This guy's all... Well, I mean, think about it. (laughs) Ironically, Antonio Banderas is the only person I cast that's actually from spain (laughs) (laughs) he's actually he's actually the spaniard right Right. now playing now playing a nuevo californian and then catherine zeta jones she just confuses us because she's kind of has the look and then she she throws in that seta like she's like you know part of a cartel or something but it's not right it's like her (laughs) it's her welsh what is she like welsh and english you know yeah something like that paternal name and so oh but she does a good job you know dude for it and like confession time, dude. Like I honestly, for the longest time, thought that homegirl was like really Hispanic, dude. Oh yeah. And I was like, I thought so too. She is like the she she is like the living embodiment of like the uh, spray painted like lowrider portraits that they had. Yeah. Like there are certain <clears throat> yes. there are certain yes. shots that she had. I was like, she's she was looking straight up With like the feathered hair, dude. With the feathered hair, the whole deal, like. I was like, dude, and then to find out later on that she wasn't Hispanic in any way. Anyway, uh, I was like, oh shoot, that like <laughs> that tripped me out. But for the longest time, dude, I honestly thought that she was just kind of like some Hispanic girl that they that they made you from. Uh, I'm just saying she didn't confuse me, John. I was like, I'm so yeah. full of pride right now. I'm gonna <laughs> go grab my Mexican flag and drape it around <laughs> myself for the rest of the show. It's so funny, though, that all those people right there, like, none of them cared about authority, right? Because they're all pushing and even hitting the um, 
the uh, people who were in authority there, dude. The soldiers. Like, yeah, dude. They were like literally slapping those goons and they wouldn't do anything. <laughs> yeah. I think that most of the extras were like, si dale bien duro, no te van a decir nada. They won't tell you anything. Just hit them, dude. <laughs> it's like, what? They didn't care. None of that, dude. Any of that, though. So, all right. So, we were talking some uh, about some of the cast on there, dude. We we have to talk about Antonio. Uh, Antonio. Well, Antonio Hopkins, right? Yeah. Anthony that's right, Hopkins, dude. dude. Los Antonios. Bro, bro, I thought we would never see anyone brown-faced again after Short Circuit. Dude, problematic, dude. <laughs> Problematic. Anthony Hopkins was brown faced too. At least it was more of a of a tan, you know, like a Guido, right? Where they uh, spray tan people or whatever, and you know. But that's how but it was. they but they they also tried. You know, I thought about that because I'm thinking of, of Short Circuit and Fisher Stevens being basically this Indian guy, which which you know I watched it again. I actually watched it with my daughter, and I will talk about that. She's like, "What the heck is going on, Dad, with this guy?" And so, but with with Hopkins. It was like they purposely made him tan or gave him that ethnic makeup look, but the blue eyes had to resonate, right? It still yeah, had to yeah. be like this. <laughs> like the blue eyes had to pierce, you know? And it, I think every other scene with him, he's like wide eye open. It's like, dude, we need to see your eyes in this scene, you know? We need to. We need the public to know you have blue eyes. And I'm like, how the hell did Catherine Zeta-Jones, the daughter of this blue-eyed guy and this other girl, not end up with blue eyes herself, you know, but it's a, uh, yeah, it was a very interesting casting decision. Dude, but, uh, but aside from, aside from the, the, the problematic, you know, uh, racial stuff in this, like he was actually good in this role though, dude, like he alongside Antonio Banderas were like, uh, just exuded that charm too, dude. Like there was- They had good chemistry. Was, they had good on They had chemistry. great chemistry, but even like him by himself when he was doing a lot of the Zorro stuff, uh-huh. I was like, it was believable to me. Like when he was doing all the the, the sword fighting and swashbuckling stuff, I'm like, dude, I I dig Anthony Hopkins in this type How of role, was he dude. When he did that role, let me see. I'm gonna look that up because he he was moving pretty agile. <clears throat> yeah, dude. But even just like his, uh, you know, just kind of his his. The, how suave he was, debonair, whatever. Yeah. He kind of was. He kind of carried that with him throughout the entire movie, and I kind of like I was digging. It. I was like, man, this dude. So I'm not gonna say I disliked him because I didn't. I thought he, I thought he did a really good job. My my thing was, every time I saw him on the screen, and there were certain certain facial expressions he would make, I was expecting him to go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I still was seeing Hannibal Lecter. It was hard yeah. for me. It was hard for me not to see Hannibal Lecter. But that's almost true of every movie he's done since for me, you know, it triggers that image. <clears throat> that was such a strong performance that it just carries on. But I, I agree. I think I think it was really good. It was really physical. He was he was funny. Uh, I wasn't a fan of what happens to his character and how he develops towards the end, but it is what it is. He wasn't, yeah, and I agree with you guys. I thought, despite the fact that he's brown-faced and he's no Hispanic descent at all, he, I mean, there's so many other people that could have played that role, right? Edward James Olmos, uh, uh, what's his name, A. A. Martinez or something like that. So, so many other Hispanic um, actors that could have played that, but he didn't. He wasn't that bad either. But I'm gonna blow you guys' mind. You guys have any idea who was originally uh, tapped to play that role, and who was originally casted for that role? 
Who's original cast for that role? Yeah. Yo, I'm gonna uh, say uh, I'm gonna say uh, Alec Baldwin. Ah. Uh, I mean, this is gonna uh, be something outrageous like that, dude. Sean Connery. Sean Connery. Uh, Sean Connery course, was, was cast. Like, I was like Sean Penn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just as bad, dude. Can you imagine Sean Connery in that role? Well, Sean he was. Connery, he was he a played a Spaniard. Yeah, yeah, he already. Oh, but in uh, Highlander, right? Yeah. Yeah, dude. And it was bad. He was not. <laughs> he well, was because he Spaniard. doesn't even try to change the accent, exactly, right? right? He's, still, he's still a Spaniard with the Scottish accent. Scottish accent. accent. Right. <laughs> Can you imagine he's... He could, he could be from New York. He could be from, uh, you know, uh, Argentina. He'll play whatever character, but he'll always have the Scottish he always accent. Have the, yeah. Yes. <laughs> no matter what, dude. That blew my mind uh, when I read that, dude. That he, he was interesting, he was he was originally casted for that, and then he had a he had a drop out. Um, but uh, I thought that was amazing uh, that we could have had Sean Connery in that role. So maybe I'm kind of happy that Anthony Hopkins got there instead of Sean Connery. That would have taken yeah, me out of the movie. Yeah, and and you know it's interesting. You think you're somebody like Anthony Hopkins at that point in your career in 1998, and they present, hey, we want to put you in this swashbuckling, you know, period movie where you're going to be Zorro. And eventually be like, you know, the mentor to Zero, and that he thinks to himself, yeah, yeah, I, this this sounds fun, you know. I think you, I think you, you have to put yourself into that mindset. And if he decides that he's going to do this, then he, he's going to go, you know, hundred percent to it. So and he did. It, it was fun. I mean, the hair, uh, probably a wig. I'm guessing because that was a lot of hair he had, you know. But <laughs> from from when you know, just like the makeup in that in that movie. Think about like how he was when he was young, right? Because there was a, well, it was like a, was 20, it a 20 year? 20 year, 20? yeah. 20 yeah. Year. So he, he had to play like that very physical initial Zorro that's jumping onto Tornado and fighting and then go 20 years and be that guy in the jail with the, with the eye patch thing and, you know, just like yeah. weak and then find that balance back to not completely young but not like shriveled. I, I thought it was a very good physical performance on his part. Yeah, you know, going from those extremes. It's funny that I mean, definitely. <clears throat> it's funny that uh, you're talking about him being, you know, 20 years younger, and then you know, playing that 20 year old. But when he was younger, his wife must have been 20 years younger too, right? Yeah. The, for, for the, the his wife in the right in the beginning when he when he goes back to his mansion and where he lives in, dude. I was right. like, dang, dude, that his wife is 20 years younger, dude. Esperanza, yeah. Yeah, Esperanza. dude. I was like. <laughs> Yeah, she'd give me Esperanza too. You know? <laughs> <laughs> For sure. I was like, wait, what? Dang, dude. Because he was pushing 60 up to, you know, even at, his, you know, at that point in time. So who knows? Oh, my That's goodness. awesome. <laughs> so the movie, like you said, uh, I do after- wish, I, I, I do wish that they would have kind of alluded, I, and I, they probably did it purposely because they didn't really want to uh, pick geography, but. I, you know, the whole idea of Zorro was that he was from the Pueblo Los Angeles, you know? So I, I really wish that they would have kind of played that L.A. angle a little bit more. I think as, a, as an Angelino, that would have just been fun. And I understand why they didn't want to do that. But, but they do show the map, remember, the big map area that they, and they do talk about being California. So we know that they're in California. And, you know, I just kind of wish that they would have been more, it would have been neat to see something from the 1800s, Related to Los Angeles, kind of thrown into the movie. 
I thought you wanted to see like Easter Lay or something in that dude or what? I know. Oh, that, that was Easter Lay. <laughs> <laughs> that was Pico Rivera. <laughs> <That> was, <laughs> he was he, Pio Pico. He was one of the he was one of the uh, <laughs> the landowners. Dude, and just to bring everything full circle, uh, his brother in the beginning, uh, what's his name, Joaquin, Joaquin the older huh? brother. Dude, he's freaking magic from uh, Blood In, Blood Out, dude. So, oh, that's oh, it, yeah. that's, dude. <laughs> that's <laughs> right. So it's like it's, we're bringing it together. That's right, making dude. the connections happen, dude. <laughs> so dude. that's how they did it, dude. Just so you know, that's he was the ancestor. Dude, let's talk and, about when the intro when we intro to the Murrieta brothers, dude. When we see both yeah. of these guys, I thought like my favorite quote on that part was like when the when when uh, the three three finger Jack uh-huh. when, he, when he brings them in. And to the like the Mexican soldiers, and they're like, one guy's like, I thought you were tied up. He goes, Well, that's because you're stupid. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I should like that. That was actually really funny, dude. But yeah, dude, uh, what's the name of that actor? Dude? I, I, I should have had it ready, but he, the the guy who's magic and um, blood and blood out, uh, he was pretty dope, dude. I, it's too bad we didn't get a lot of him in the movie itself, but I thought he was really good too. And it's too bad we didn't get more of uh that character Joaquin um, <clears throat> had, I had also, when I looked up some info on it is that that captain Harrison love or captain. Oh, yeah, love, he's real dude. I didn't realize he's a real, he's a real character and, and Joaquin Murrieta is real, but the brother isn't. So the uh, Antonio Banderas character is fictional, but both the three finger Jack guy and Joaquin are actually real and that Captain Harrison Love, he actually did keep his head and Three Finger Jack's hand in a jar, dude. That's real. Yeah. Oh shoot, that's he, crazy. Yeah, he actually did do that. So Victor Victor Rivers is his name. Victor Rivers. From he's Cuban. Oh, really? Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he was good, man. It's too bad we didn't get a lot more of him, but I thought he was I thought he was really good. Yeah, the guy who played uh Captain Love, which I thought was funny that is now that you're saying he's a real character, actually adds a lot, of, a lot more background to it. But it, you know what was good about him? You just wanted to punch the guy in the face. Yes, yes dude. You, you just, you just, yeah. you're, you're just like he did such a good job of just resonating that like of, of you're hating supposed him. To hate me. Yeah, you're <laughs> yes. supposed to hate me. You know, I was like, I think if I if I recognize him in another movie, I'd be like, I hate you. I don't know why. Yeah. <laughs> I, still, <laughs> I still hate you. That's when you know somebody played a, a role so good. Where you actually do like, yeah, I do hate you, man. I do, do want to punch you in the face because he played that <laughs> role really good, dude. Dude, For that sure. was Adam Driver before freaking Kylo Ren, dude. <laughs> right. <laughs> Just hated that guy, bro. And I thought after, dude, but- oh, go ahead. Sorry, good. No, 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 go ahead. No, I was gonna say after Bloodshot, I thought that that, that was the last time we'd be seeing bare butts. But no, we have to see some bear, some bear. That was painful, dude. Just, just looking at the way they got the soldiers and they, yeah, they took their clothes off. The cactus, and the cactus, cacti. dude. And we had to see all those those farmer tans on those butts, dude. I was yes. like, dude. Hey, do you know uh, Captain Love uh, is in Narcos Mexico? He's the 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 DEA detective, Kukendall. Oh, that's oh, him. Yeah. Oh, but he's a lot older than that. Well, obviously that movie's. Yeah, a long time ago. Dang, and he's also and he's also he's also reverse Flash in the Flash. Oh, that's no crazy, way, bro. That's him too. <laughs> yeah. Oh okay. shit. Well, it's a good thing he's still busy then, dude. Yeah. 
Yeah. At least yeah, he, he, you don't have to hate him anymore. Well, I hated him as Reverse Flash. <laughs> well, that's true. <laughs> Except for that one, but I, I think uh, he was the main, like the, the the like the captain, right, in the Narcos Mexico. The he was the, yeah, he was the the like the one in charge of all of them. Yeah, the one in charge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's crazy. I didn't, didn't realize that. Yeah. That's pretty cool, man. Crazy. <clears throat> yeah, I would have never recognized him, dude. Like, if you would have mentioned that. But now, look, thinking in my mind, reverse flash, I'm like, oh, yeah, dude. Slap a freaking <laughs> beard on that guy. It's the same dude. That's like, yeah. a trip. Yeah, absolutely. Did you guys think it was funny that or weird that uh, when we fast forward 20 years and we see that uh, uh, Don De La Vega is in prison and uh governor montero's looking for zorro i guess he's trying to find out if he's still alive or not right because he's gonna mess up my plans yeah that's funny that he's thinking that like you know he's been in prison so whatever and uh he wants to find out if he's still alive and you know they start asking where you know who's el zorro whatever and yeah and they all start saying it but it's funny that the second guy who says it is black i don't know why that made me laugh like he started saying, yeah. "I am Zorro." Yeah, I yeah. I didn't remember that. It was a black dude, and I'm like, "Yeah." It reminded me. It reminded me of Spartacus. I am Spartacus. There you you go. Know? <laughs> I thought it was that was kind of funny. I don't know it was me, but why did it take like? Okay, so when he when he escapes, I mean, it was it was pretty easy. Couldn't he have done that within those twenty years. I thought I saw that. And I'm like, did it take that long? Because it it's not like he planned something. It's well, just. I think he had nothing to live for at that point in time. So yeah, that's what yeah. I was going to say. I think yeah. at that point, he really didn't have a reason to leave the prison. Yeah. No, but um, he told her. Like, oh. No, but Rafael Montero told him, I want you to stay alive to see I'm raising the do- your daughter, and you lost everything. So I would have thought he had something to get out and try to get his daughter back. I just thought it was weird that in those 20 years, well, obviously, we don't know if he tried to escape, but he escaped fairly easily. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And I, but like, I think it was just like maybe just seeing uh, Don Rafael there kind of motivated him to be like, oh, this is my chance. Now I can go and jack this fool up. Because, I mean, that's what he, that's it. eventually what he tries to do is he makes it out and, and heads down to, you know, that beach area and tries to take him out. Oh, uh, that's another thing that uh, that was kind of funny to me. So he goes to that beach. The governor shows up at that beach. And all the people are there, and obviously he, he he throws it out there. He's like, "Hey, I know you guys hate me. I know you guys got paid to be out here." And everybody's like, "Whoa, whatever." But and then all he has to say is, "We are we are all Mexican. We're a one or something like that." We're all California. We're all California. Cali- yeah. We're all California. Yeah. No, then, he 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 throws shade on the Spaniards and the Mexicans. You know, <laughs> so, that's true. Yeah. And the Dons, right? They don't care about them. And the Dons, but I care right. about you. And all of a sudden, everybody loves him now. Yeah, he flipped that room quick, dude. <laughs> so fast, like, dude. All right. Everybody's <laughs> cheering on him, dude. I'm like, dude, it was literally like 30 seconds ago that you guys just booed him, and now he's like, he he just turned that crowd for him, dude. That that was, I thought that was crazy. I'm like, wow. <laughs> I just like, I like the expressions on the Dons, right, as they're hearing him. They're, they're all like happy and bringing him stuff, and he's he goes and does this, and they're all like, what the hell's going on yeah. here? <laughs> Kill him that way. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> pretty, pretty much, dude. Pretty much. <laughs> so that, that was hilarious. But one of my favorite parts of this whole movie was um, when uh, De La Vega finds uh, Alejandro Murrieta or Antonio Banderas' character 
and convinces him to train with him. And that whole training montage was both was both funny and that was actually pretty cool how he went ahead and developed him into becoming Zoro. But that whole thing was so good though. Like it, it, that whole scene with when he says, "Okay, let's go," and then you see um, Antonio Banderas doing that whole move, and he's he like this, he does this, you know, waving his sword around, and he just does that funny pose, and all he does is like hit his sword off. Dude, that's like this this whole movie, and then we kind of talked about it too at the beginning. Was you know when you have that that Amblin um, uh, title card or whatever come up. Like, I think for whatever reason from there, in my mind, just kind of clicked, like, this Indiana Jones vibe. And I feel like this whole movie kind of carried that. Had just, uh, like John was saying earlier, it was like this swashbuckling adventure film. And I think all, like, all the action scenes carried that. And I think that scene in particular that you're talking about, it was very reminiscent of, like, remember the, in, uh, I think it's um, It's, uh... Last Crusade, where, where, where the guy's, like, doing all this crazy stuff with the sword and then... You know, Harrison Ford, Indiana Jones just pulls the gun on him and shoots him. Right. He kind of walks Temple away like nonchalant. Yeah. yeah. Temple of Doom. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah he just kind of like, Doom. just, you know, shoots him down and walks away like nonchalant about it. And and that scene had that same feel to it. Exactly. So I think I, I love that they kind of like, this was a kind of carrying that, that, that tradition, you know, of like adventure films and kind of had all those like hero tropes to it. Um, right. And just, you know, it was like adventure comedy. Uh, kind of in the same vein as those movies too. So that's why I love this movie, dude. I can't say that enough. This movie was freaking amazing. People, <laughs> if you haven't seen the freaking Mask of Zorro, I honestly forgot how great this movie was. Uh, but watching it again, I was like, man, this movie is so dope, dude. So it's got all these like set pieces, right? That that whole training montage is excellent, dude. It was it was gold, dude. It was like I think that's where a lot where you see Antonio Banderas like charm come through right in that whole that training scene and and then you top that training scene off where he f- goes and gets his horse right his uh does he call his horse tornado tornado, tornado. yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. so he goes out and, and finds this horse that uh somewhere in the movie that you see that uh they find this wild horse and so they want to domesticate it so he goes into the the bad guy's lair i guess and go and gra- uh, grab tornado but that whole scene too was 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 pretty hilarious, dude. It was really well done too, and him and fighting with the rest of the the crowd and his again his timing, his comedic timing, his physical comedy comes through. It's so good, man. It's really well done. I like the little uh, I like the little throw. He's kind of not a significant character, but he was in there a lot. Uh, the little bald sergeant or whoever he was, you yeah. know, he was he was always getting clowned on. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, yes. He was a, if, if, if it wasn't, you know, getting caught up in the scam in the beginning or towards the end when he hits the tree, you know, because he's, he's on the horse. And, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that guy was funny. That guy was funny, dude. He was. That whole scene. But, the, uh-huh. No, I was going to say, again, you know, you, you kind of mentioning that, I feel like that's where you see a lot of uh, those, uh, like, those parallels and similarities with, like, Indiana Jones. Because it's not like... Uh, Antonio Banderas never carried himself as like the Vin Diesel type where it's like I have it in my contract I can't get hurt or I can't like make a fool of myself like I think one of the things that makes that character so great is the fact that like he humanized him so much so like he would get hurt he would get beat up he'd get tossed around and like he'd be he'd get caught in these situations like you know figuratively speaking with like his pants down he just got like oh shoot like i don't know what to do 
but he kind of like through his wit or whatever would figure out what to do. I think a lot of those scenes, a lot of action scenes had that. And that's what like made that dude, like you said, his charm just come through so bro, much and it just cut through. Bro, remember, it was just amazing, dude. Remember when he uh, meets up with Catherine Zeta-Jones and he, he, you know, she shows that she's capable of a sword fight, but obviously he, 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 he beats her at it. And then he sort of like, like when he does his like little thing with his sword and he's like, of the close up, but I like when he does his head tilt. He's like, you know, yeah, he yeah, tilts yeah. his head a little bit. It's like, that's so funny, dude. It's like charm that he has and stuff, dude. It was like, damn, that was that was pretty hilarious. Yeah, no joke. I mean, this dude was like magnetic, dude. And and a lot of the things that I liked about it too are in those action scenes. It was almost like an like a little bit of like of a Jackie Chan element to it too, where he would use a lot of the environment and just kind of like things around him. Uh, in like to serve a purpose but like in a funny way too like there were certain things that he would do like um there's that scene where he kind of goes behind like these bars this like cell door and like all the guys stick their swords through it and then he like slides the door so that all the swords get stuck in like one direction and then he kind of like spins around and just kind of like dunks on everybody like just starts beating them up I was like, dude, that's dope. Like, that's cool how he was, how they did that. And it totally reminded me of, like, Jackie Chan using a ladder to, like, you know, I remember, Fight I, with I, the, I think yeah. it was Rome on the Bronx or something. And he's like, they all have, like, sticks, and he puts a ladder through them, and he moves it, and they all, like, lose their stick. Like, it, it was very reminiscent of that. So I think um, that was really cool, the way that they, like, the way that they used all that. Um, and that the way they used <clears throat> Antonio Banderas is, like, comedic timing even in the action scenes too. I also thought it was funny when he's uh he's escaping that lair and he's calling his horse over and he's like, Horsey, Blackie. He's trying to call yeah. trying to call Black, attention. Yeah. He calls it Blackie. Come here. It was, but again, it's his physical timing, dude. He jumps off and he misses the horse or the horse actually moves. Um but it was yeah, he, he was really can't talk enough of how great he was in this movie, man. He was he was very, very entertaining uh throughout the movie. Um and I, I was talking about the set pieces. Like, you could really just kind of separate some of these set pieces in the movie. And that whole time where he's acting like he's a um, a Don from from Spain. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> that whole scene of him being charming and how he was, like, you know, pretty much charming uh, um, Catherine Zeta-Joan off her feet, too. And I love that dance that they did. And he, he acts like, oh, my goodness, like, this is how they dance over here, whatever, and being all innocent about it. And I thought, right. just threw her under the bus and stuff. And that was that was really funny. I thought that was really well done, too. Yeah, it's funny, too. We were making the, the um, comparisons in the beginning or the parallels between Zorro and Batman. And I feel like... You know, in in a different world, I think Antonio Banderas could have done a pretty good job of doing, uh, maybe not necessarily Batman, but I feel like he does the like the Bruce Wayne type Don character very well, and then he also does the Zorro character very well. And even though like Zorro isn't brooding and uh, he's pretty much playing the the same character, but uh, I feel like he's able to balance the two very well. Um, He's like a cross of Tony Stark and yeah, 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 yeah. You know, Bruce Wayne's money. I don't know, right? <laughs> Something like that. Cause, you know, he was. Well, I guess uh, uh, Anthony, uh, Antonio Anthony Hopkins was rich or something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, no, but that's actually <clears> like a pretty good. Uh, that's actually a pretty good point to make. It's he was kind of like a like a, a precursor to 
like a live action Tony Stark, I think, because he did kind of have that, that like that one liner snarkiness in a hero that you maybe didn't really like see in anyone before that, or maybe so, but uh, I think he did it very, very well in this movie. Um, so, yeah, for sure, dude. And then I, I found myself as I'm like taking notes in this movie and, you know, talking about the movie and finding <clears throat> little stuff in it, that I stopped taking notes like the last 15 minutes because I was so into the movie. There was like right. nothing. <laughs> yeah, there was for nothing sure. for me to take notes anymore. I was like, no, this, this, all oh, this is perfect. It's like I just really, really enjoyed it, dude. I was just like, I can't make fun of anything on here. Everything was like so well done. I just was into it, and it was exciting, dude. It was just. It, it is. It is what you expect <clears throat> it to be, right? It wasn't going to be this masterful piece of cinema by any means. But it it was fun. It was engaging. It was you know it just was the right mix of everything and like and, and it's really a movie you know talking about family show and fa- it's a, it's a family movie. You can sit down and watch this with your kids. You can just watch it with your girl. You can watch it by yourself, and you'll still be entertained. There you go, dude. for sure. <clears throat> I feel the same way. I did. Was there, Jay? Was there a, a part in this movie that you just just something that just kind of stuck out that you remember the most of this movie or what? was something that you liked about it dude for whatever reason those first 10 minutes um of the movie which doesn't which it it features uh like og zorro which is like uh anthony hopkins as zorro but like those first 10 minutes did a great job of just like sucking me in because i honestly didn't think when i went into because we've been picking like these kind of like silly movies or whatever that um you know aren't necessarily like great films by any measure but like that first action set piece uh right at the beginning was just like amazing dude i just like remember myself sitting there and just kind of being just like so like it was just so magnetic dude like i was just like enthralled by the whole experience and seeing uh you know this this whole swashbuckling scene unfold was just like super cool so that for whatever reason that stuck out to me the most in this whole movie was like just setting the tone with that first scene kind of helped like set the tempo and the pace of the entire movie. And it kind of like told you right off the bat, like this is what this film is going to be going forward. So yeah, definitely that first, the first 10 minutes, that first scene is so great, dude. It's so good. For sure. What about you, John? Um, Again, I think I, everybody, we're all saying the same thing. It's just, it's just, coming from a person who actually paid for the movie <laughs> as part of the library, right? I, I, I find it, I'm a fan of Antonio Banderas most of the time. Uh, and so I just thought it was a, a, a good story, good characters, good energy. It did not feel like two hours and 17 minutes at any point mm-hmm. in time, you know? And uh, it's a movie that I, I personally have watched more than once because it's 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 kind of up there for me it's one of those movies that if it's on i'm watching it you know and so i enjoy it it's fun it is dude i think for me it was the the fact that every time um uh, dude i think i have a man crush on antonio banderas dude because every time he was on screen dude i was like I was just into it, dude. I'm like, dang, dude, this guy is just like magnetic. Every time he had so good, because it wasn't just <clears throat> with with Anthony Hopkins. He had a good chemistry with anybody he was on screen with. Yeah, yep. honestly, yeah. like anybody he was on with, it's like, you know, I mean, come on, him and and Catherine Zeta Jones, 
great chemistry. Did him, you ever see? Have, has either one of you actually seen Mambo Kings? Have you seen that movie? Dude, I think I saw that a long time ago, but I don't I think I've ever seen it before. You should watch it. I mean, because just from I, me, just from that movie, I think that's why I've always been a fan of it. He just has that energy and that that draw. Right. You, know, that you want to like him. You ever seen uh, Assassins with him and Sylvester Stallone? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. like that meme that you always see the one that he's like, oh, you know that, dude. Yeah. That movie's underrated though, too. That, that movie, movie is, is underrated. That movie is great. JD, that's remember the, that movie? That's in the two thousands. That's one of those two thousands movies that could be underrated. You could probably watch that one, dude, because that movie is, um, it, it's so good. But there's some issues with it though, too. But because there's because at the same time, how we're talking how great the Antonio Banderas is, I think he kind of overacts in Assassins a little bit, kind of overplays his accent a little bit, but it's still a good movie, though. It's really, that was a 90, really good. That was a 95 movie. Was it 95? I mean, he had, <laughs> he had, he had a 93 to 95 uh, were big movies. He had Philadelphia, Desperado, Interview with a Vampire, Four Rooms, and Assassins. That, that, that's a, a good yeah, good run there. Good run of movies there, dude. Yeah. And then there's some other ones that I've never heard of. Never talked to strangers too much. Uh, but then there's uh, Evita. And from Evita, he comes to the Mask of Zorro. Interesting. And let's not talk about the 13th Warrior. I'll, I'll just imagine that didn't happen. <laughs> what? Do you like that movie? No. That movie was not dude, bad. That movie was amazing. It was dude. not good either. <laughs> <laughs> that, that movie, is that the one? <clears throat> is that the one where he's with like some Viking warriors too? Yeah, dude. And then they, they're yeah. going to fight this beast, and all it is is just like some other Viking warriors wearing. Yup. Yeah. Dude, that movie, dude, that movie <clears throat> is a. Okay, look, I'm going to say for, for me. Dude, I think this has become like an Antonio Banderas podcast, dude. For real, like, <laughs> happening right now. Dude, Thirteen Warrior was amazing because I think I was introduced to that movie at a time where I had hadn't seen like Seven Samurai. I hadn't seen The Magnificent Seven. So like, I think this was the first time I ever saw like a like a team up movie where oh. it was like a group of warriors get together, you know, from different backgrounds or whatever, right. and they all get together to fight like one like indomitable force or whatever uh-huh. so that to me was like you know i was like oh shoot like this is dope dude like what the heck like it's just people who shouldn't be together but are together and they're <laughs> fighting you know for this one cause uh, so i have i think like just my personal affinity to that movie is just like okay okay introduce me to something and it has one of the best lines in the world where he's like where one of the vikings is like oh you understand us now and the freaking antonio bandero just comes out and is like I listen. <laughs> but he has like the longest emphasis on like that the last word. It's freaking amazing, dude. So great. That's that's hilarious, dude. Guys, I'm I don't know what I don't know what you guys are doing with your life, but I think we should start an Antonio Banderas podcast. I'm just saying <laughs> that right now. Fan club, fan club. And then we yeah. all started we start we all talking accents throughout the whole thing. Yeah, yes, right, dude. Great. That's what we're gonna have to do. To just just speak in accents throughout well, the whole. I think we agree. Good movie. People should watch it. <laughs> we should. I mean, well, you did, but everybody should. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna ask. So you guys recommend this movie? But yeah, we pretty much recommend this movie. Did you guys go oh, out? Definitely one hundred percent. One hundred percent. Watch Mask of Zorro. And maybe you want to watch Mask of Zorro too, dude. Mask of Zorro too. Yeah, the Legend of Zorro. I think it is oh, right. The Legend of Zorro. Yeah. yeah. 
Sorry. I'm not. I didn't technically say it right. Sorry, John. Jeez. If we're if we're making up movie titles now. Dang, man. I, John corrected me over here. <laughs> That's awesome, dude. So, yeah, we all we all pretty much enjoyed it. So, Dude, um, Antonio Pod, Poderas. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? Like, Antonio, Antonio Poderas. Yeah, the Antonio Banderas podcast. Let's go, dude. It's going to have to be the three of us here to do a, a new podcast. <laughs> Review every Antonio Banderas movie. <laughs> Which Heck will yeah. probably be over like in a few uh, weeks, and then we have to go all over again. Start, you know, <laughs> start dreamcasting them in different movies. Yeah, man, that would that would be good, right? Did he come back in uh, Expendables, right? Yeah, yes. like yeah. he was trying to revive his career. Dude, he's got 110 credits as an actor. Yeesh. He has 110 episodes. Hey, eh? we can do a, yeah. we can do 110 episodes. I'm down. <laughs> <laughs> For sure, dude. All right, man. So, uh, yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope you guys enjoyed our our um, dive through the Mask of Zorro. Go check it out. Either buy it like John or watch it through Netflix. Either one. <laughs> Depending on how big a fan you of Antonio Banderas. Hey, I think it was five bucks on Apple TV when I bought it. So. Oh, there you go. See? That's like free. <laughs> Excuse me, Mr. Uh, I have a Star Trek holodeck for my uh, man cave <laughs> replica of the uh, captain's chair over there. Well, you see, I'm not sitting on it. I have respect. <laughs> <laughs> I'll put some respect on that. There you go. <laughs> John's a big enough nerd. We got to have him back, dude. Like a recurring member of the uh, beta report team over here. For sure, man. He passes the nerd Appreciate test. It. Anytime, anytime. Yeah, uh, John. No, for real. Thanks so much for uh, joining us for this uh, this podcast, dude. For this episode, man. I hope you can make it uh, back again, dude. Whenever you'll have me, I'm here. Thank you guys so much. Appreciate it. That's awesome, dude. Uh, Jay, why don't you just give us a little bit about the uh, social medias? Oh, for sure, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, remember, we are the Beta Report, and we are uh, a show of the people. And we talk about movies and shows that we know uh, that are out there that you guys will probably like. We just want to throw those recommendations out to you. And one of those ways that you can get the recommendations is through our social media sites. Uh, so you can go ahead and find us anywhere, everywhere, uh, at The Beta Report. We're on Instagram, Facebook, the Twitter we don't use, YouTube. Um, uh, we have a website, uh, thebetareport.com. Everything is very simple, streamlined for you to find the beta report um and if you guys are listening to this on apple Podcasts, hey 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 you right there enjoying antonio bandera antonio bandera's talk why don't you just leave us a five-star review and tell us which one of uh, antonio bandera's movies you like the best how about that you don't even have to talk about the show just talk about antonio bandera's i don't even care at this point just give us the five-star reviews or else we'll send freaking tornado to go break down your door and be a, take a dump on your couch <laughs> for sure man so thanks a lot everybody for joining us we appreciate it we appreciate the um you guys listening the uh, support you guys give us we appreciate that and uh it's not the last time we'll have john back again uh very very soon because we're gonna have start up that antonio banderas podcast <laughs> but no we'll be uh antonio Paderas, dude, it's happening. <clears throat> We got one more uh, 
week for the Beta Vault as we'll be taking out a movie. We haven't decided what movie we'll be uh, talking about next week, but we will pick another movie. Don't forget to visit our social media sites like Jay mentioned, and uh, we will be back next week with a brand new episode. So for the Beta Report, this is the con. This is Jay. Go ahead, John. This is John. Yeah, that's right. I love it. I love it. I don't know if I should remember. myself in there. Why not? Yeah, dude. You had to, man. I was waiting for you to say something, man. Go ahead. Throw your name out there, man, because, uh, yes, uh, John, a honorary member of the Bitter Report. Thank you so much, John. Thank you much, everybody. We'll see you guys next week. Till next week. Peace out.